Look at my butt. Show number 197 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Listeners. Listeners. Yes. <laughs> Here we are with another show because we've got stuff to talk about. And you know what? It's about William Shatner, believe it or not. <laughs> Gosh, what a surprise. I know, I know. Um, but first, we have to do a little bit of um, self-congratulations, uh, perhaps. We have some wonderful comments that we wanted to read. Yes. So, uh, And two of them are left by Margaret, which is wonderful. So for her first comment was on the show that was uh, featuring our interview with John Tenuto and and she mm-hmm. said, great show. I took notes, <laughs> which is wonderful because, yes. you know, it is important work and people need to take notes. And, and it's more than we do. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, she says, I enjoyed hearing John Tenuto talk about how he uses his interest in Shatner to humanize himself in the classroom. I make, make it a point to out myself as a Star Trek Shatner fan whenever remotely appropriate because it seems to put people at ease to know you're pleasantly nutty about something. Yes. And I agree with that. Then she says, and since sociological imagination came up, did you know my best friend and I met through LAHB? This is so amazing. I can't believe this. I was like, my mouth was hanging open. A few years back, you posted a Priceline-inspired Kirk macro with the caption, Go Lower Cupcake. I remember that. Yes. Um, It was by Fresca of Lastronave. I checked her blog out, liked it a lot, started an email correspondence with her. Long story short, for the past three years, we've been happy roommates. Wow. That is amazing. I, I'm, like, astonished. Well, you know, um, I, am, I am astonished in a way I'm not completely astonished <laughs> because so many people have found uh, their friends, their community, their soulmate or whatever through Star Trek, through fandom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it was inevitable <laughs> when you keep doing these silly, silly shows for five odd years or whatever that 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 would happen to a couple of our listeners but i just think that is so wonderful it is wonderful and i you're right i mean people do form the most amazing friendships because of star trek like us (laughs) well yeah i was you know i was thinking about it when you sent me uh when you forwarded the message from margaret to me and, and i was thinking well, you know, you and I became friends and then best friends yeah. through fan fiction, through our interest in that. Exactly. So I'm just, I, I guess the astonishing part to me is that it was because of our show, because I just don't think of this goofy show as having, you know, sort of far-reaching effects on actual people's actual lives. I know. I know. I don't either. And uh, so th- I, that is wonderful. Congratulations to both uh, Margaret and Fresca. Yes, and and we're we're just so happy that um, two two Shatnerites were able to to meet up and become great friends because of our our important work. Our important work. <laughs> our very very important work. Yes, this is this is so so that's just awesome. I I love it, and I I, I don't know. It's just amazing. Um, so then she left another long comment about um, the show following that. Mm-hmm. So she says, I'm loving the Chateauetry intro. It's still new enough to me that I'm never expecting it. And hearing Bill's voice when you're not expecting it is a great thing. It certainly is. It is. And then she says, the Lifesavers clip, <laughs> which was from Indict and Convict, which we are going to get a hold of and watch pretty soon. Yes. Um, what to say? Amazing. Shocking. Unbelievable. <laughs> Bill takes, it's like shocking. Bill takes product placement above and beyond. You don't just want a lifesaver. You want to be a lifesaver. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Completely agree. So now she has an interesting bit of trivia for us because we had talked about um, in that same series of clips that DeForest Kelly was playing a cranky doctor in Mm -hmm. um, a different show. And we thought, wow, that's pretty funny. So this is what she quoted um, from Bill's book, Star Trek Memories. And here's Dee talking about that show, Police Story. Quote, when Gene Roddenberry began work on the second Star Trek pilot, he offered me the role of the doctor, but the network had turned me down because, and it sounds funny in retrospect, they couldn't see me as a doctor. And one day, several weeks after I'd been dumped by the network, I came by Gene's office and he gave me another script and said, read this and see how you'd feel about playing the criminologist. It was a pilot script and it was called Police Story. So I read it, liked it, and I ended up playing this rather cranky, cantankerous criminologist. 
After several more weeks had passed, I called Jean to see if he'd gotten any word about whether or not this thing might sell. Jean picked up the phone, and I'd barely said hello when he started yelling, D, D, D. I'm so happy you called. The network just saw you in Police Story, and now they want you for the Star Trek Doctor. <laughs> of course. Of course. So D was actually going to be in both shows at the same time, but of course he couldn't. Um, and Police Story wasn't picked up. So thank God for that, because if he had been cast in Police Story and not been able to do Star Trek, the world would have been so much worse off. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and then she says, the Star Trek cats are hilariously accurate. I'm glad someone thought to do this because Shatler is so feline in general. <laughs> okay. Um, I also saw a convincing mashup of him as a Persian cat. And uh, that's pretty amusing with yes, Bill yes. as Persian cats. So, and, and I agree. He does have sort of a feline look, although I'm not sure Persians would be the cat that I'd pick. No, that was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's not fluffy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fluffy is not one of the words I would, that would come to mind when describing No, Bill. no. I mean, he definitely has that, that feline smirk thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, not, not quite mm-hmm. a Cheshire cat. And he definitely has all of Bill the cat going on sometimes. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so to finish, she says, I bought the Kingdom of the Spiders book, but I bought mine off Amazon, so the Etsy one is still up for grabs. Someone should definitely get it signed. And yes. I looked for Kingdom of the Spiders fan fiction with no luck. Too Something bad. that there isn't fan fiction of. And she says, Rack Hansen is begging for some bad fix. <laughs> and I completely agree with that. Maybe we should write one. We should write a Kingdom of the Spiders fanfic. Oh, you know, if if uh, if everyone uh, in Patriots Against Communism had seen it, that would be just a great great thing for us to write. This is true. Well, I don't know. Maybe you and I can put something together, you know. Um, I'd have to think a little bit about it because he died in the movie, so. I know. Uh, so it would have to be a prequel. Prequel to it. Or maybe something that happened in between the scenes in the movie. Oh, yes. You know? Some some uh, Kingdom of the Spiders speckle. Definitely. You know, <laughs> him out there on a horse doing stuff, you know, and then. Roping women. Roping women. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the story. Roping women. And it'll be spelled W-I-M-M-I-N. Yes, definitely. With an exclamation point. Roping women. Okay. <laughs> See, this stuff writes itself, right? <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, thank you so much, Margaret. Oh, yes. Thank you for both of those wonderful comments because they are amazing. And I just love having that insight into someone's life that got changed because of us. Yes. It's it's touching. I mean, it is really touching in a way. I'm I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of being goofy when I'm saying it, but it, it is. It really is. Well, it is. And also because you and I experience the same sort of thing and, you know, I, you know, we know how, how valuable our friendship is to each of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just great to, you know, to think of other people having that experience, but specifically because of us. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So if anybody else has look at his butt stories that are similar, I would really love to know it. I mean, I know it, it still amazes me that, that people have done stuff for the show, like gone to Riverside, Iowa and taken pictures and things. Yes. You know, I, I am just so impressed that people make this effort. And if, mm-hmm. I, if people have more stories, even little things, like if you watched a movie because we said you should or, um, or read a book or, or read or... a book or something, I think it would be great to know about it. And I think every all the listeners would love to know about it, too. I think everyone would. Yes. yes. And we especially would. Yeah. Um, so to continue with, um, I don't want to call it fan mail, but mail, um, okay. we got email from Itty, who sent us this link to a very weird uh, Etsy thing, which, I, I mean, okay, I guess people are into this, and this is from um, Etsy in the UK, and it's called Vintage Victorian Style Star Trek James T. Kirk and Spock Pop Portraits. Yes. So they're like, okay, so what the person did was they took pictures, one of Kirk and one of Spock, and then dressed them in Victorian-ish outfits and made them sepia-toned and printed them and then put them in frames, and it's 24 pounds for each of them. And, and they've also done other members of the crew and people. But uh, the thing that struck me when I looked at them was they did not look Victorian to me. They looked Old West. They totally look Old West. I mean, And looked- I specifically thought that uh, 
Kirk looked like a member of the James Gang. He does. It's very um, Return of the Archons-ish. Yeah. And and that's fine, but I definitely, I wouldn't call them Victorian. Not at all. And maybe part of it is that Kirk's hair, this is a picture of him... Uh, from the first movie, I believe, mm-hmm. given the shape of his face and kind of how his hair is doing, is not Victorian at all. Yeah. You know, they, if they really wanted to make it more, they could have done something with his hair. I mean, with Spock, mm-hmm. you can't do too much. But again, he doesn't look Victorian. And, you know, they put the Star Trek insignia as a little pin on the lapel, which... Uh, yeah. Well, I got to say, though, it's it's not as weird as... Um, all the Star Trek characters as popes. That's true. But I like <laughs> That's st- really way up there with, I I don't even remotely see the connection there. No, but I did like the Star Trek characters as cats better than... Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that was more amusing to me. So, yeah, so there you go. You could get Kirk and Spock as um, quasi-Victorian portraits if you wanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, while we're speaking of, well, just Bill and stuff, I wanted to let everybody know before I forget that um, Bill's Get a Life, you know, movie that he did and that is now finally out on DVD mm-hmm. is available on Netflix. Yes. Haven't well, watched it yet, but it is there. Yep, and, and we will, and we'll be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking of Bill, were we talking about William Shatner? I can't quite remember. I think I think we might have gotten sidetracked into Popes, okay. but yeah. <laughs> Popes and Cats. Popes and Cats, okay. Um, you called to our attention uh, something that's going to be on TV uh, soon, in a couple of days, and it's um, a thing called William Shatner Presents, colon, Chaos on the Bridge, and... I hadn't heard about this, and you hadn't heard about this, and we were like, what? Well, I kind of had, but I didn't know it was called Chaos on the Bridge, and I didn't know it's going to be on Canadian HBO. Well, we'll we'll be able to get um, hold of it. He had said he was working on a documentary about Next Gen. Oh, okay. And I think that's what this is. Okay. Well, um, there, I, in doing some Googling to find out what the hell this thing is, um, I came across this really good article. <laughs> I, I love the name of this blog. It's called TV, eh? What's up in <laughs> Canadian television? Oh, yeah. Um, and this is a great little article by a guy named Greg David. So I'm going to read some of it because I think he does a good job of summarizing what it yes, is. Yes, he does. Um, so I'm going to skip some of the intro here. He says... Um, this is uh, a Canadian original documentary in which the former captain, he calls him William T. Kirk. I can't believe Typo. they made that. <laughs> oh, this is a disaster. I'm not reading anymore. No. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> okay. Um, it explores the inner workings of Star Trek The Next Generation, the first and some may say the most successful spinoff that ran for seven seasons and made Patrick Stewart and his co-stars household names. Um, So the guy says, I think Shatner is at his best in a project like this, drolly voicing over the opening frames that explain how a cult hit sci-fi series spinoff was reimagined by legendary creator Gene Roddenberry with a major studio behind it and it seemed destined for success. Until bickering feuds, distrust and confusion almost derailed the whole darn thing. That sounds intriguing. It does. Um, So it goes on to say... It's almost Game of Thrones. It is. It is. It's, it's Game of Big Chairs. It's, it's intrigue. It's all yes. the back, back intrigue. Okay. Uh, it's a kick to see Shatner strutting around the Paramount Studios' cavernous stage eight, where the Enterprise Bridge once sat, painting the picture of Roddenberry as a man in failing health who was clinging to hold onto his beloved creation. Roddenberry is depicted as an enigma, a man who was, depending on who you talk to, a visionary, stubborn, supportive, deceitful, and decent. After years of failed television pilots and relegated to being a consultant on the various Trek feature films, he ended up in the captain's chair of a new series. It wasn't smooth sailing, as former Paramount executives recount Roddenberry's lawyer and the Trek creator's own health as major hurdles to jump on the way to getting cameras rolling on The Next Generation. Um, So it's lots of interviews with the cast. Um, The cast weren't even sure they should be doing an updated Trek series, much less whether or not it would be a hit with fans who would be upset it didn't focus on Kirk, McCoy, and Spock. Um, So it's one hour, and it covers every facet of the process that followed, from failed network pitches to the ludicrous suggestion that TNG be a miniseries until the (laughs) final product hit the air. So uh, this sounds great. I am really looking forward to it. And as you said, it's going to be on HBO Canada. So I don't know if that means it will ever be on HBO in the United States. 
Well, eventually it'll show up as something, I'm sure. Okay. You know, a DVD or, you know, it'll be on, on Netflix or, or, you know, one of the stations will pick it up or something. But that, that will be really interesting to see. Definitely. Well, I will be looking for it on the torrents because uh, this isn't like a thing we'd have to pay for. And I would rather not have to wait a year for it to show up on, yeah. on DVD. Yeah. So I will have a look for that when it comes out. But um, that sounds great. I wonder why it's HBO Canada. What, what do you think about that? I don't know. Like, is it just because it's Canada? Um, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I didn't know there was a separate HBO Canada. Me neither. I know that there are Canadian versions of a lot of cable channels, right? There's like the A&E in Canada, which is called something else. Um, and then there's some other, uh, like Ovation, I think, is, mm-hmm. is, but they have a Canadian version, which has a different name. It's not called Ovation. Oh. Yeah. So they, they do that. Um, maybe there's licensing issues or something? or Maybe I so. Oh, no. But hmm. it sounds good. It sounds really good. Yes. And um, Sorry. Go I, I was going to say, and it's always good to be, have Bill be the interviewer. I think that's going to oh, be the best part. He's so good at that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, before we forget, something that wasn't on the list, but it's been going on, is, of course, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh, yes, yes, that. And Bill was, I think, one of the first celebrities to do it, Mm. because, you know, when it was first going on, every article and TV thing I saw mentioned and and showed Bill doing his Ice Bucket Mm -hmm. Challenge, which is very, very funny, because he has all the ice in a a loving cup. (laughs) Yes. That's what passes for a bucket at the Shatner household. <laughs> and also because after it's poured on him, he's doing his screaming like a little girl thing. Uh-huh. It was funny. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And as I think I mentioned to you the other day, his toupee held up really well. Yes. Yes. Now, Patrick Stewart, have you seen his? No, I haven't. His is very funny. Oh, good. And it's completely silent, you know. Okay. But um, he's sitting at a desk. And uh, he's writing, 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 and then you see him tear it off, so it's a check. Uh-huh. And then they, somebody hands him an ice bucket, you know, like you would have with cocktails, mm-hmm. and then a, a glass. And he, with the tongs, gets two ice cubes <laughs> out of the ice bucket, puts them in the glass, pours himself some whiskey, drinks it. And that's the end. Oh, that's awesome. He wrote the check rather than have the bucket dumped on him. Wow, uh, that's classy. I love Patrick Stewart. Oh, yes. And I just saw Benedict Cumberbuns. I've heard people talking about it, and I haven't watched it yet, but people were saying it was really impressive. It is. It's very impressive, and I I won't do any spoilers on it, but... um, yeah, but, you know, I've watched it now on two devices, and the sound is so, so low. Uh-huh. I've turned it up as much as I can. You can't really hear what he's saying, but I, you completely get the point. Okay, cool. Well, I will watch that. That'll yes, so a lot of the Trek stars have, have taken up the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, and uh, from what I understand, um, you know, the original intent was that you either wrote the check or did the Ice Bucket thing. Right. But most of the celebrities are doing both. So it's mm-hmm. not that they're weaseling out of contributing the money. They're doing a big donation, and then they're doing the ice bucket thing just to get raise awareness and get yep. people involved. And I read somewhere that they have taken in, um, like last year at this time, they took in, you know, whatever, $2 million. And this year, in the same time period, because of the ice bucket thing, they've taken in like $18 million. Isn't that amazing? So it, it worked. I mean, it's a yeah. stunt, and it's it's cheesy and all that, but it helped them get lots of money, so that's great. I'm yeah, that is happy. great. Yeah. So go, Bill. Yes, go, Bill. Okay. And go, Trek people. And go, Trek people, definitely. Now, you sent along um, another link to more hideous Trek crap. Oh, yes. <laughs> the first one is, um, this was on Trek Today, these bobbleheads, which I think are, are, are just horrible <laughs> to the point where I'm not sure who one of them is. <laughs> I think it's Mike Ditka. I think you're right. I think it is Mike Ditka. I was looking at him, and I'm like, who is that supposed to be? I don't know. I still have not got a clue. They're bobbleheads um, with um, Wrath of Khan uniforms. Yeah. And in the pictures they're showing us is um, 
Chekhov, mm -hmm. who for some reason is sort of like waving one finger at us or something. Yeah, I don't quite get that. And uh, Yeah, you know. But, you know, he is the perfect size to put in a little agonizer booth. And uh, <laughs> and then there's Sulu, and then there's Mike Ditka. I just, I, I don't understand it. I think the only connection I could possibly make is that it's supposed to be scotchy because he has a mustache. That's what I was thinking. But if so, it's the worst scotchy ever. Oh, it is. I mean, everything about it is wrong. It's, it's just, it's wrong. It doesn't look like him at all. No. And then there's the Picard one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I can't even figure out who I think that looks like. I think he looks like Mr. Burns. <laughs> right. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. They should have put his hands together, right? Like really? He looks like Mr. Burns. It's bad. Oh, it's it's bad. It's really bad. And, you know, the funny thing is, every time there's something... You know, there's bad stuff on Etsy, and then there's a whole different quality of bad stuff that's official. Yeah, no kidding. And it, it's almost like dueling bad Trek stuff. Oh, it's like, who, is there no quality control for this kind of crap? <laughs> Do they not have anybody at Paramount whose job it is to look at the models before they make it and go, does this, d question, does it look like the actor we are trying to portray? You know, <laughs> if yes, go ahead and make it. If no, please well, go back and Well, it is, but it. the person who's quality controlling it has never seen oh, Star Trek. No, that's probably true. So it's like, well, it looks like a person, so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say yes. Oh, it's bad. Now, the last thing is, is kind of interesting. Um, it's an Enterprise bobblehead. Yeah. Excuse me. So what bobbles? Well, it looks like the Enterprise is on a spring. Oh, yes. So, oh, no. Yeah. So, so all the little people inside are getting thrown all over the bridge. Um, it, so it's on a, like a platform thing. I, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the, the, it's, it says Star Trek, and it's a big black base, and then it's got this little curvy thing that comes up, and then there's a spring on the top, and the Enterprise, the classic Enterprise, is sitting on top of the spring. So I guess, you know, you, as you go by, you just kind of brush it with your hand and go, pang, and it just wobbles a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. But imagine like what your pets would do to something like that once oh. they figured out that they could make it move. It would be destroyed oh, in no time. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. In general, bobbleheads are probably not a a great thing to have around pets anyway, so you'd have to keep it way up high. Oh, exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, and then I really liked the little uh, image that you sent of uh, Snoopy on his, his starship. That was good. This is so great. I yanked this from uh, the Shatner Facebook group. I don't know who did this, where it came from, but I adore it. It's Snoopy sitting on top of his doghouse, and he's got on the gold shirt, and it says, and he's got nacelles on the uh, doghouse. Mm -hmm. and it says, here's the world-famous starship captain pushing his vessel and crew to the limits of the final frontier. And then inside the doghouse, you can see there's like a cutaway, is the little bird Woodstock yeah. going cuckoo, and he's got a little red shirt on. I know. I love the red shirt. I thought that was great. It's wonderful. Oh, I just love it. I love that Snoopy's ears are blown back, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, he looks very cool and sort of like, yep, here we go. This is going to be great. You know, he doesn't look nervous at all, which makes... Well, no, it's like when he's the World War One flying ace, mm -hmm. you know. Here he's a world-famous starship captain, and I just... I'm, I don't know if this is a, a new thing. I've never seen it before, but it's one of those things that makes me go, why didn't somebody think of this before? It's awesome. It's really, really good. So I'm, I'm glad you found that. I love it, and I think everybody should see it. Yes, um, it's very good, very good. Yeah. Um, so we've got one more newsy thing to talk about, which was mm -hmm. um, big this week, which was that Arlene Martell, uh, very famous yes. as to Pring, passed away. And she was 78. I didn't think she was that old, but... Um, she uh, was had done so much TV. She was one of those people, like mm -hmm. everybody else who was in Star Trek, who was like in everything, right? She was yep. just in all kinds of TV shows, and um, that was what she was most well-known for. Yeah. Um, everybody's just said, working all the time, you know, a, a, a working actor doing guest spots left and right. Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone said she was a, a lovely woman, easy to work with. Um, mm -hmm. This was interesting. I didn't. I found a little obituary for her that said, um, 
In the 1957 Warner Brothers documentary, The James Dean Story, Martell said she was romantically involved with the actor for years. Quote, really? Yeah. Um, once I told him I loved him, but he pretended he didn't hear. Then he said, you can't love me. I don't think anyone can yet. Oh, that sounds like James Dean. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and so uh, she grew up wanting to be an actor. She went to the high school for the performing arts, famously, in New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, her classmates included uh, Suzanne Plachette. Wow. And so they were of the same group of people who came out of New York and then went to Hollywood and started mm -hmm. doing all these things. So that was sad. She was very nice. And she used to do a lot of conventions, as I oh, remember. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She did a lot of conventions, and, and I know everybody was always glad to see her. Mm -hmm. And uh, She said, let's say, um, I was just so happy to be working and playing a part that was so challenging in terms of what I had done before. I had no idea it would continue to this day. Fans purchased my Star Trek photos at conventions where I signed autographs. I had no idea that T'Pring would be so memorable to people. <laughs> and Leonard Nimoy tweeted, saying goodbye to T'Pring, Arlene Martell, a lovely talent. That was nice. Yes, that is very nice. Yeah. So, uh, it's sad though, isn't it? It's kind of like a thing that happens more now. Like, all Well, the, yeah, they're all getting older. They're all getting older, all the people who are involved in the show. Mm -hmm. it it's really, in a way, surprising that as many of them are still around as they are. Yeah, I suppose so. But, man, it makes you sad when you think about it. Well, yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about um, some of the books that have come out recently, the, these big books like the, the – these are the Voyages books and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And it seems like there's a lot more of them lately, I mean, within the last four or five years. And I think that's partly because everybody is having that same realization. It's like, oh, my God, if I ever want to write a book about Star Trek, I'll need to talk to the people who are involved. Right. Well, they're, they're not going to be around, and i am got to do it right now. i got to do it right now. Well, didn't John Tenuto say something about that when we were talking yeah, to him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that there, there is this awareness that, you know, many of the original talents, not just the actors, but, you know, writers, directors, costumers, you know, all mm -hmm. these people, they're, they're – either gone or they're definitely getting up there. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that is responsible for some of the resurgence in Trek scholarship that's happening mm -hmm. right now, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. That spurs it on. Okay, well, um, there's some other things that we need to talk about, um, but I'm thinking maybe we should take a little bit of a break. and then I'm come, thinking you're right. Back. And uh, the first thing I want to come back to is going to be this scavenger hunt thing because Bill blogged about it and we should we should talk yes, about this. Yes, yes, we'll talk about that okay. and other stuff. Oh, and other stuff. Okay, so break now. We'll be right back. Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We love our listeners, and we love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Check us out on Facebook, too. Still recording on the trusty MacBook Pro. Okay, we're back. We are back. And now we're going to tell you about the scavenger hunt thing, which neither of us really knew much about, but I, I became educated because Bill explained it to me. Um, now, that was good th of him. This is Bill explaining it, so maybe everything he says isn't true or, or <laughs> okay. right or accurate. It's as experienced by Bill. Exactly. Um, so what he did was participate in this uh, scavenger hunt that's been organized by Misha Collins, who's an actor on the TV show called Supernatural. And he's done this for a couple of years, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. I guess. What does it stand for? It stands for, so it's, it's spelled G I S H W H E S, and I guess it's Gishways. Okay. Um, and it stands for Greatest International Scavenger Hunt the World Has Ever Seen. Okay. So it is actually a real acronym for something. Uh, and he's been doing it for a couple of years, and he gets people to do to form uh, online teams, 
and then hands out these things that you have to do, like a scavenger hunt. But mm-hmm. these aren't really finding things. It's more mm-hmm. doing things. Like you Oh, have, okay. You have to take a picture of something or you have to make, you know, uh, something out of jam and breadcrumbs or whatever. It's, it's, it is almost Eddie Izzard-like in its <laughs> putting things together. It's like half Eddie Izzard and half MacGyver in some ways. Okay. Um, so he has been doing it, and then the people who win get to meet him and go on a trip, and everything people have to pay an entrance fee to be part of it um and then it's all for charity so it's Mm -hmm. a good thing it's not just for shits and giggles it's all for something real uh so bill decided to do it this year why no one really knows um but he decided that he was going to be part of it so he was able to form his own team shatner Mm -hmm. i think some of the people uh wanted to be on his team like he actually tapped them to be on his team where they contacted him and then uh, i understand that otherwise if you don't have a team you just get assigned to a team oh so, okay. so maybe some of these people were just assigned to him randomly um so let's see um bill blogged about it he wrote a blog on his tumblr um tumblr's not really for blogging but bill <laughs> wrote a blog anyway so that that's okay because that's the way he rolls. Um, that's exactly it. So here's what Bill had to say. And I think Bill actually wrote this himself because it's just <laughs> like weird enough and disconnected. It sounds like him talking. Okay. Um, so he, here he is describing it. Um, what will you have to do? There's a list of tasks. And this year it was 190 tasks to do, each worth varying points. The approach my team took was that everyone went through the list and figured out what they could do and what I could do. Oh, brother, is he crazy? Was the first thing that came to mind when I finally saw the list. To answer it, simply, yes. I firmly believe that, um, and this is his nickname for Misha Collins, CTG, which stands for Creepy Trench Coat Guy. Okay. Uh, because that's the character he plays on Supernatural. It's crazy. Um, the list was insane. Several times I wished I had ignored those clock accounts a year ago and never got to know what's his name. Oh, that's his <laughs> other name for Misha Collins. I wished I didn't know now about Gishways and what I didn't know then. <laughs> okay. That doesn't make sense, but that's fine. So then he posted a picture of the team and I don't know who most of these people are, but I did recognize Grant Imahara from Mythbusters. And mm-hmm. then, um, another woman who was on this show that's on TV called heroes of cosplay. And unfortunately I don't know what her name is, Oh, okay. um, but he had another person who was from Slovakia and then somebody else who's from Iran. So that was very international. Mm-hmm. It really was an international scavenger hunt. Um, so this is great. Uh, it says, uh, not fair, you say, that I can have a team because I'm a supposed celebrity? Well, the folks at Gishways established the Shatner Clause just for you. Oh. And they did. They actually wrote in a little thing that said, um, some celebrities like William Shatner can have their own teams. Oh. <laughs> it says it right here. It's number 14. Shatner, okay. <laughs> Shatner Clause. It's called the Shatner Clause. Okay. Uh, occasionally, this attracts personalities with mas- massive social media followings that want to compete. We are thrilled by this development. So we welcome them to join in the mayhem. So, yeah, they actually wrote in a Shatner clause. It's wow. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. There were a couple things in here. So this is what Bill did. So here was a task. It said, um, let's see, get... Gishwes conquer space or just Gishwes with some other clever phrase written on or in something orbiting in space. 400 points if it's an astronaut po- if an astronaut poses with the inscription. No photoshopping allowed. A couple of teams cheated last year on the space item and were disqualified. Mm. So Bill made it happen because Bill knows everyone and everything. And, and specifically astronauts. Astronauts, right. So, um... He says, while NASA shut everyone else down for bothering the ISS astronauts, I called upon my friend, the Mars rover Curiosity, and had the rover tag a rock on Mars. (gasps) Wow. And he says, Mars, as you may recall from school, orbits in space. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, So he has a picture taken by the Mars rover and sure enough there's a rock on mars that's called that so it's not literally carved in the rock but it's tagged that way Mm -hmm. um so he says uh see in the pic at the bottom that's my friend curiosity the astronaut posing with the item i'm claiming the full 400 points 
Um, yeah. So for the rest of forever, the Gishwes rock on Mars will be there orbiting our solar system. Once we colonize Mars, I envision future generations giving directions. Go down Canal Street to Nebula Way and then go by the <laughs> Gishwes rock and the place will be on the left. So that's what Bill did, among other things. Um, pretty impressive. I mean, he was totally serious about this. Yes. Um, and then he mentions at the end that um, this particular charity that Misha Collins has founded um, supports the Hollywood Charity Horse Show. So oh, good. they work together to do these mm-hmm. things. So the other thing that I found as I was trying to find some information on this was um, that they made a little tumbler for his team, for Team Shatner, and they posted some of their tasks there. So there's some funny pictures of Misha Collins that are photoshopped, and there's a video of someone pressure washing um, a laptop, which made me really sad. Um, <laughs> And then there's another picture, and I think this is another picture of Grant Imahara, who's burning with a blowtorch uh, <laughs> a, a, a Star Wars action figure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Which was good. But then there were two things that I just absolutely loved, and one was another thing posted by Grant Imahara, and the um, task was, clearly your bicycle is underwhelming <laughs> you with its current performance. Convert your bicycle into a warp speed spacecraft and then ride it. And that's exactly what he did. It's it's a 15-second video mm-hmm. where he takes a bike and puts Star Trek nacelles on it. So, and they're uh, the original Enterprise NCC-1701. It is and, – and a saucer on the front of the bike. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. And then he rides off down the street on it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's the best thing ever. Yep. I was so impressed. But, well, you know, he's a mythbuster, and I guess he has the resources to do something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, and the imagination. Yeah, but it's great. And, he, of course, he's wearing his um, command gold shirt as he rides off. <laughs> of course. On his bicycle. So that was awesome. I love that. So cool. Uh, and he set the music from Next Generation. Well, I guess the yes. first movie, you know, Next Generation mm-hmm. to it as he's doing it. It was great. Okay. Um, and then this made me laugh so hard. So mm-hmm. here's another task. Okay, so what you have to do is find someone who's ranked on IMDb's star meter, which I guess is the IMDb way of saying how famous are you. Okay. Um, Who's in the top 2,000, find a person, and take a picture of them wearing a t-shirt with your team name and Gishwa's 2014 written on it. So what's the picture? It's Bill (laughs) wearing a shirt that says Team Shatner on it, and he's signed the top of it as well. So... Because they needed somebody in the top 2,000, Bill decided he's in the top 2,000. This is easy. I can knock this off in five seconds. And he That's right. <laughs> and he does it. And it, like, isn't that cheating? No, that's changing the condition of the test. <laughs> but you know what I noticed right off? Yeah. Is his signature at the top of uh-huh, it? Uh-huh. It looks exactly like the signature when he signed uh, my look at his butt T-shirt. This is. I was thinking about that. I was thinking mm-hmm. that's his signing T-shirt's signature. Yes. Now you know they made up a lot of those T-shirts, and you can buy one. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. A, a oh. Team Shatner shirt. Oh, only if it's signed by Bill, though. What, right. So funny. So yeah. So that was Bill's Kobayashi Maru part of the test, and. <laughs> He passed with flying colors. That's right. You got a commendation for um, original thinking. Original thinking. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. That is so funny. So that's what Bill's been up to over the past, I don't know, month or however long it took them to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That is just too funny. I love that he changed the conditions. That's Well. That's Bill. That's Bill, you know. That that's what he that's what he brings to the team is his Billness. <laughs> I wonder if he provided, like advice to all of the other people on the team like when they were like oh how are we going to get this done oh i'm sure he had a million ideas and and he just swooped in and was like oh i know how we can do this and Mm -hmm. gave them this completely crazy suggestion and they went what no actually that's a really good idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh bill man it's still doing this kind of stuff when he's how old is he 82 82. Oh, my God. He's amazing. I yep. love Bill. I God, I love Bill so much. Okay. Um, let's talk about Bill and acting. Yes. Let's talk about that. So we watched a thing for the show, and it is an episode of this Canadian police 
I hesitate to call it a drama, this Canadian police show called <laughs> Rookie Blue. Yeah. Um, and it's been on for a while. This is like, he was in the third season and I think it's up to season five or something now. I oh, don't know. is it that old? It, I knew he had done an episode. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps going. It just keeps rolling on. So, um, there was a, a little, um, snafu in that I downloaded an episode and it was the wrong one. So I ended up watching the premiere <laughs> episode all the way through. Cause I thought Bill was going to be in it. Oh no. Yeah, and that kind of gave me a flavor for what this was about. And then I found the right one and I downloaded it and I watched it. So I watched like 90 two episodes. I watched two episodes. I didn't watch all of the second one because I got bored. I mean, it's <laughs> okay. It's not a good show. Well, I, you know, watched the right one because mm-hmm. you had given me a heads up on that. And I'm watching and watching and watching going, where's Bill? Where's Bill? Where's Bill? Where's Bill? And finally, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so in, he shows up. Mm-hmm. And so I got what was going on with Bill. And after that, I fast forwarded to just the Bill scenes, <laughs> of which there are three or four. Yes. It's not a lot. Yes. And so I saw all of that. And for the rest of it, I totally skipped. But for those first 10 minutes I saw, I went, okay, this is just really standard cop show stuff it is and and so this is what i think they were trying to do is that make it a cop show that's relevant to hip young people so it ended up kind of being like mod squad yeah you know like like the the you know 2014 version of mod squad it's got um the cast is all very young people they look like they're in their early 20s mm-hmm. and they're impossibly good looking all of them like oh, they're yeah. all models and none of them look even close to being physically fit to be a cop, which cracked me up. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. These guys are cops? And they all look like way over uh, polished when they're supposed to be out on the beat, you know? Like the yep. women have full faces of makeup on and sometimes mm-hmm. their hair is down. It's like, really? That's not, no, that's not how it works. Um, so it's kind of like Melrose Place plus Baywatch plus a cop show all thrown into a blender. It's yeah, it's yeah. just it's not very good. And the acting is is I guess okay for a TV show, but I don't watch that much TV drama, so I don't even know how this measures up to other stuff that's on TV. Well, I didn't find the acting particularly offensive. No, it but wasn't I didn't offensive. find anything there to to grab onto. No, so it's I, I think. It's supposed to be a cop show, but really you're you're supposed to be more interested in all of the interpersonal dynamics between the cast members. Yes. Like yes. who's, and who's so, fucking who and, and who's angry at who and blah, blah, blah. Like right. That. And so the, the actual police story part of it, which was Bill's character, mm-hmm. is a very small part of the show. Yeah. It, it's not the, the focus. There's a lot. There's like I gathered through it that there's people who had a relationship and then they broke up because it was inappropriate and one of them's on probation and then there's this other stuff about a woman who's pregnant but she's it's like whatever I don't, it's too complicated it, it's kind of like the way we used to watch boston legal right <laughs> no i watched all of yeah, boston okay. legal Let, let's change that the way i used to watch boston legal <laughs> okay or okay. when we would sit on the couch and just fast forward through the non-bill parts because um, it's kind of like that i don't i don't get how people are so invested but anyway let's talk about so if people want to watch it it's the first episode of series three um yes. and you can easily find it on the torrents if you want to download it it's everywhere it's not mm-hmm. hard to get hold of um so i would say if you want to see bill do some amazing acting it's totally yes. worth it for that and here's the thing like we said the rest of it is so standard um, you know, I mean, it could have been written by a computer, mm-hmm. but then you get to Bill's parts and I could instantly see why this appealed to him Yeah, because of what he got to play, the, the various emotions. And, um, I, I was just watching, you know, him work and, and there he is just totally coloring with all the different shades you know, the way he mm-hmm. always does, mm-hmm. just, you know, bringing that something extra, not not in the least bit overboard on this, which, no. you know, playing drunk is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to go overboard with it. He, right from the beginning, I was, like, amazed at how good he was. So, um, just to recap the plot very quickly. Yeah. Um, he, it's funny, when I saw the description of this episode and there was a little publicity around him being on it, and mm-hmm. it said something like, oh, William Shatner plays a drunk driver, and I thought, 
okay, is it really going to be a serious drunk driving thing? Or is it they're going to play it for laughs? You know, like right, right. he's a lovable drunk or something. And so I was not prepared for the storyline that accompanied his character. No, no. And it got very dark very quickly. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. This isn't good. Um, so he plays a guy who is picked up for drunk driving because he was in an accident with a van. And things are happening and, and a police car hits the van and, and stuff. And it turns out that there was a girl, a, a young girl, like 12 or 14 or something mm-hmm. in the back of the van who um, quickly disappears. And they take him in and they book him for drunk driving. And as they're trying to figure out what happened with this girl, they discover kind of stupidly. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I, like as soon as this happened, I knew what the plot was going to be and what they should have done. And I'm like, how mm-hmm. dumb are these cops really? Of course, <laughs> she like had been abducted. And mm-hmm. had been held prisoner in a house for eight years or something like that. And so uh, somebody at the police station finally makes the connection that, that the Bill's character is her grandfather, who was responsible sort of for um, losing her. He thinks he's yes. responsible and has been looking for her ever since. And as he explains in one of the scenes, he's ever since that happened, he's just been driving around looking for her. And eventually he says he had a bottle of whiskey to keep him company. And that's why he's been picked mm-hmm. up for DUI a couple of times. So it has a happy ending, which is that the girl comes back and they're reunited. But there's a lot of, you know, tension and, and stuff that's really frustrating because the police are being so stupid. Well, yeah. And for a story like that, for that particular arc, you know, the reason he's a drunk driver and that he thinks the girl he saw is his granddaughter and everything, for that to have been resolved as quickly as it was, mm-hmm. it was like, you could have cut out all this other stupid crap. Yeah. And, you know, focused on the role of the cops in dealing with this accident, dealing with this situation, you know, how they put it all together, how they bring these people together, the grandfather and the little mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like there's two shows going on. And like you said, one is Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. And one is this other actual very involving drama that they totally underwrote. Luckily, they have an actor as talented as Bill playing these scenes and most of it in very extreme close-up. Yes, very much so. Um, so I, I, I too, like, I, I hadn't thought about it much, but I was thinking as I was watching it that the way they wrapped it up was ridiculous. It was like oh, yes. they just did it and then that was the end of it. And I was like, well, where's the more resolution and aren't we going to mm-hmm. get to hear it? Like, have I been watching too much Law and Order where there's stuff that happens after, <laughs> you know, the arrest yeah. and the thing is going like, Come on, that's the interesting stuff that we need yeah, to know about. Yeah, this was like it was written by junior high kids. It was. You know, we didn't need to see the, the tense confrontation on the pier where they were going to take a ferry to escape to America or something, I suppose. Oh, I totally missed that part. If Bill wasn't in it, I didn't no, see No, so yeah, that happened. When they finally mm-hmm. caught up with the guy, he had the girl again. He had found her somehow, and they had a tense standoff mm-hmm. because they were attempting to escape via a ferry from Canada to yeah. somewhere else, and the guy jumped off the the pier into the water and then another cop jumped after it's like stupid 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 stuff but i gotta tell you the the one scene where um there's two cops interviewing bill's character Mm -hmm. and one is the cop who worked the case originally where the granddaughter was lost the other one doesn't know what's going on so bill's explaining it to him and bill starts explaining it in these you know rather short sentences very matter of fact and then you see how saying these words is is making it real to this character, mm-hmm. and the change there, the the like I said, the emotional shadings there, it's it's beautifully done. Wow, he is amazing in this. I I was just blown away by how much mm-hmm. he could do with that part. Yes, that, um, you know they talk about his character some, and then they talk about the history of this girl who had been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. That her mother um, OD'd, or I guess committed suicide, really, because mm-hmm. of this horrible thing that had happened. And so he's the only one left. And you, you get a little bit of a picture of his life. But I got so much more about his character and his history just yes. just from Bill's acting. Like, it wasn't anything he said. Mm-hmm. It was just the way he did stuff and, and talked and moved and... and that was incredible. It was so bringing good. such a grounded reality 
to everything. And even the scene where they're going to take him into the little girl and they're explaining to him, yeah. now this is what you have to do. And he's like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. But, you know, he was adding, I'm not saying adding words or anything, but there was just a little bit more depth to mm-hmm. everything he said. Absolutely. It, it was incredible how much he did with that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, I mean, um, so he was dressed kind of normally. Um, they gave him a little bit of, you know, like dirt on his face from being in the car accident. Mm-hmm. And on the back of his windbreaker, I yeah. noticed that, yeah. Um, one of his eyes was sort of bloodshot, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. And I, I was guessing that they must have done that on purpose. But mm-hmm. as you say, he wasn't playing drunk, drunk, like like over-the-top drunk. Mm-hmm. And he was totally normal looking and acting otherwise Mm -hmm. like very contained in himself like a real person it was yeah it was so good so he he was just amazing in this and right from the beginning I mean they gave him a great entrance where they take him out of the car and he's worried about you know he's kind of talking not very coherently about the girl in the back of the truck and the police keep trying to take him away and then finally he slugs a guy one of the cops Mm -hmm. which was awesome I was just like whoa Bill go for it in a big way (laughs) that was great um I also really appreciated the scene and this was very Denny Crane I think um and this was not him doing anything. Remember how we used to talk in Boston Legal yeah. about how Bill was acting when Denny Crane was listening? Mm-hmm. So the scene where he's in his holding cell and the cop who had been involved before goes over and just looks in on him. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the bench and he's not asleep, but he's leaning forward and his eyes are closed. And like he's acting he's just yes. acting in that moment when he's not even talking or moving or doing anything mm-hmm. and you get so much of his character from him simply sitting still and his posture mm-hmm. and the expression on his face would it have been so different if his eyes had been opened you know yes. but they're or not if he'd been sitting differently sitting differently or pacing or yeah and you know and i'm just thinking i hope that the other actors on the set, you know, like I was saying, I didn't think they were awful. I didn't think there was anything special there. I hope they were aware of what they were seeing, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, a, a whole different type of acting than what they were doing. Exactly. So this is my thing, and this is what I wanted to, to see if you had the same feeling, because you're an actor. Um so I'm watching the show, and like you said, the acting from the other people isn't bad. I mean, they they hit their marks, and they remember mm-hmm. their lines, and they do all the stuff, and there's some characterization there. But then there's Bill, and he just is like this force of nature in there, not, mm-hmm. not chewing scenery or anything like no. that. He's just so good. It makes everybody else in the cast look like they're in a high school play. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... And I mean, I appreciate how amazing it was for Bill to do this thing. But on the other hand, it makes them look like shit. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's well, it's the comparison. You know, that's really a shame because almost everyone will say um, when you're working with a, another actor who's very good, you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it brings out the best in you. You all rise to the top of your game, which maybe they did. Maybe they did. (laughs) I mean, maybe that is the top of their game. I've never seen the show before, but you know, it kind of reminds me of a movie. I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago called Troy Mm -hmm. where Brad Pitt played Achilles. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's all buffed up and everything. And Peter O'Toole played Priam. Uh huh. And in the scene where Priam comes to the Greeks camp and pleads with Achilles to give him back the body of his son, Hector, so they can have a proper burial. And here's Peter O'Toole, you know, playing this this king who's absolutely broken by all that has happened and, you know, making his speech and everything and, and you know, just bringing it all down to a real human level. One <laughs> of the reviewers said, and you could almost see Brad Pitt going, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... It just makes me think, you know, first of all, was it a good thing that they did this? You know, it was obviously good for the show because Bill's so amazing and all that. But it really shows them up for not being very good actors, you know, for being TV actors. But I think 
it's wonderful that once again, as, as everyone was reminded in Boston Legal, for people to see again that there is a lot more to what Bill does than just this hammy yeah. and self-parody, which he does a lot of now, and he's very good at it, and he, he has a really good time. But to see that he's got legitimate, genuine acting chops. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, given material that he can dig into... Mm-hmm. You know, like the true professional he is, and by professional I mean he does his preparation, and it's not just memorizing the lines and hitting the marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it blew me away even more that he did that level of acting for what is, you know, a, a, a mid-tier cop show out right. of Canada. But we've always said, Bill, you know, whatever he's doing, he's doing 110%. He's never going to say, oh, this is Canadian mid-level cop show. I'll just, you know, yeah. show up and they'll be happy. Nope. He, he, I think he saw the, the wonderful potential there was in this character for him to explore in, like I said, his only three or four scenes. But he gave us a full human being. Oh, it was amazing. It was so good. And the whole scene where he's reunited with the granddaughter, mm-hmm. where he's like, you can just see him fighting with his emotions. And, yes. Oh, oh, so rich. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Rich. So, yep. so as, as goofy as this show is, I, I would definitely recommend people track it down if you can. And if people want a copy of it, you know, email the show and I'll, we'll make it happen because you can mm-hmm. put it online so you can download it somewhere. Yes. Okay, it's illegal. Arrest me now. Um, <laughs> but it's it's so worth seeing to see Bill, who is such a master now of his craft, just just yes. doing it. Just doing it for a job, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, other actors wish they could do that as their life's work, you know, as the mm-hmm. pinnacle of their career. And to him, he's like doing this amazing work in a cop show. Yep. Unbelievable. So I have to say, if I was one of those actors on that show and I was there and had to do this and watched him doing that, I would quit. <laughs> you wouldn't be inspired to, to go, oh, so that's what really great acting is. Because I honestly do get the feeling that um, a certain number of the people who are on television now, you know, they grew up watching television. Mm-hmm. And that's all they know. Yes. As far as you know, entertainment and acting. And so to them, it is look good, look buff, learn your lines and hit your marks. Yeah. I think that's exactly, you have just put your finger on it. Exactly. Excuse me. That what all the people in the show are doing is just TV acting as they have been conditioned to view Mm -hmm. it over the years. And they're, they are perfectly fine as TV, I want to say TV characters, their characters are TV characters in yes. that they're completely and one-dimensional. And they're having TV emotions yeah. and TV situations. Yeah, they're completely one-dimensional. You know, they mm-hmm. get off, um, flip remarks every once in a while. They do a bit mm-hmm. of eye rolling. You know, they're they're um, they're quipping and they're doing stuff and uh, they don't really have to do very much. Their characters right. don't have to do very much and... They are very challenged when they have complex emotions or scenes to convey. And that was mm-hmm. that was such, again, in this show, Bill had to deal, his character, with such a, a confluence of emotions, right? Like mm-hmm. anger and guilt and, and potential joy and all this other stuff. And he does all of that effortless, seems yeah. effortlessly. I know it's not, but it seems it, you know, he's yeah. so real. And then there were other scenes where some of these characters were supposed to have two emotions at the same time. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And it was like, come on, <laughs> you can do this. Just, just man up mm-hmm. two emotions at the same time. You can, you can do it. You well, you know really what it reminds it. me of? And I wish I knew who said this, but somebody was talking about uh, TV writing. And they're saying the people who are writing for TV now learned how to write for TV from watching TV. Mm-hmm. And the people who are writing for Star Trek, Twilight Zone, um, you know, all those uh, earlier shows from the 50s and early 60s, they had other experiences. Like Roddenberry had been a cop. Mm-hmm. Many of the writers of, of a lot of these military and cop shows had been in World War II. Mm-hmm. Many of them were published writers who had written books and screenplays. And they had more to their lives, more to draw on than just, I've watched a lot of TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why we keep seeing these rehashed characters and rehashed plot lines and everything. And so when something 
you know, original, something new comes on, that's why everybody goes nuts, I think. Yeah. It's because, oh, wow, we have not seen something like this. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, I, I wonder for this show how much of Bill's character was uh, just written and then he came in and, and did stuff with it. I, I got to think that maybe he helped a little bit, maybe made well, some suggestions. I don't know. Well, no, I think you're right. Because from what we hear, like um, with Free Enterprise, you know, the guys who originally had this idea that, you know, that Bill was this this perfect mentor and everything. And he's going, well, that's not interesting. And that's not going to be interesting to me to play or anything. And so he brought all these other things to it. And so I can certainly see him looking at this script and seeing that there is a potential there, but then saying to them, well, what if my character reacts this way and we see where that takes us or, you know, whatever. Um, because it was, <laughs> those few scenes were so from a different show than the rest of yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I, I was just doing a little bit of um, Googling about this appearance because I wanted to see if there had been a lot of publicity. And so this is a thing. I'll, tell, I'll read a funny line and then I want to ask okay. a question. So um, here, someone was reviewing the show and they said, um, Bill is so good, he makes you forget everybody else's backstories and frontal assets. Of, of which they do a lot. And like the women have a lot of low cut shirts on. Stuff. Yes. Yes. But, um, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. He does. He makes you forget everything else about it. He's the interesting one up there. And he's like four times as old as those people. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, why did he not win an award for this show? For this Maybe appearance? Maybe he did win a Canadian something. Well, I, that's what I was just looking for. And I couldn't find anything. You know, mm. you'd think it would have turned up. But man, he should have gotten an award for that. He was no. so good. He was. He was outstanding. I mean, I was, you know, watching it, you know, the first scene where they arrest him and everything, you know, oh, good, he's not doing silly sloppy drunk. He's mm -hmm. playing just, you know, just the right level and just the, the proper intensity of concern and, you know, when he, you know, they didn't know what he was talking about, but he mm -hmm. wanted to know if the girl in the van was okay. And then as we get into the story and the scene where he's telling about how he lost her, I mean... I, I was, like, tied in a knot. Oh, me too. Absolutely. It was so affecting. I mean, I was getting a little teary at the end when Bill yes. was getting a little teary. He can do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So I, I hope that um, Bill continues to have opportunities like this, you know. Yeah. On, maybe on better shows, <laughs> you know, where where people would really watch. Because who watches Rookie Blue? I, it's funny. Yeah. It's on my cable. I saw it the other night, like listed mm -hmm. on some of my weirdo cable channels. And I was like, really? That's strange. But it's not like people have the opportunity to see this amazing performance i, I mm -hmm. really wish that there was more of it and you know maybe he doesn't want to do that much maybe it's just too much for him now well i think you know he liked doing that you know it was a few few days work and he he obviously enjoys acting he enjoys the work of acting and mm -hmm. doing the preparation and everything but i think you know basically he's happy um you know working with the horses and spending time with his family and you know going to cons and telling his stories and that sort of thing and hugging beautiful women um <laughs> So, I, like he said, uh, when he was approached to to spin off into Boston Legal with the Denny Crane character, one of the things he liked was that it wasn't the lead. He wasn't mm -hmm. going to have to carry the show and, and everything. Of course, then it turned into much bigger. You know, he and James Spader were pretty much the co-leads on that show. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't think he wants to do that. Um, I don't think he wants to put that much into it. Yeah, I, you know, I, to yeah. to do to do a, like part of a series or or something like that. Yeah. But you know, there's no reason that that he shouldn't be doing as many guest shots as he wants on whatever shows because yeah. he can deliver. He oh. totally delivers. He delivers every time. Every time. When I think back, you know, we we've been rewatching all some of these old shows that he was on, you know, when he was on Columbo and Marcus mm -hmm. Welby and and then it was, you know, of course he was giving 110%, but it was a very different thing that he was doing then. Mm -hmm. And he was doing guest spots all the time and he had to because of the money and I wish he was doing as much of that now oh, as he yeah. was then. And, and just turning in these types of stellar performances. And especially now when I feel like 
there, first of all, there's so much opportunity in television right now with um, Netflix and all these places doing their own series and the various cable channels all doing their own series. Um, there, there's no reason he shouldn't be doing, you know, a guest shot, you know, an, an arc where the character's on for three or five episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, because he can, he can totally do it. Oh. He's great. So uh, just one more time, the reminder, as you said, that Bill has amazing acting chops and he is just so good and so much better than so many other people. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another reason why I would love to see him doing some work in some of these current shows where there are people really doing the same level of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've watched, you know, some of the things, of course, I'm totally into Game of Thrones, which is a really a very hammy show. I love that. But then also True Detective, which was so mind-blowing. And here's, you know, Matthew McConaughey, who was the pretty <laughs> boy for a good 15, 20 years, now blowing everyone away mm-hmm. with with the depth and awareness he brought to that role. And I'm going, you know, there are these shows out there, and Bill could do all of them. Yeah, he could, and I wish he would. I wish uh, he would. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe... Um, I don't know if you want to mention this, but um, maybe over on the Shatner Facebook group, you should say something about watching this and how good Bill was. I was just thinking that, that I'm going to post something about that and that people should really make an effort to see this one. It, it really is an outstanding performance that got very little attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than, you know, William Shatner's going to be on this Canadian play show. Yeah, you know? exactly. And um, like I said, all of the things that I was finding online all focused on his character like Shatner mm-hmm. gets arrested for drunk driving ha 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 like yeah and oh god so different so very different mm-hmm. anyway so that was a delight and a pleasure and I'm, I'm you know you didn't miss anything by not watching the other parts of the show <laughs> I kind of figured I had yeah, Bill but I just want to say outstanding work Bill yes Bill just outstanding so so good um, so I think for the next show, uh, you and I are going to sit down and watch Marcus Welby That's and, right. and see one of those classic 70s performances because mm-hmm. that should be pretty amazing. So yes, as yes. we always do, going from the sublime to mm-hmm. the ridiculous. <laughs> and luckily, Bill gives us plenty of both. He oh, says, he does. He's had such an amazing career. There's always more to explore. Always. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, oh my goodness. So, I uh, see, I told you we were going to have a lot to say about Rookie Blue. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm glad I didn't waste any time watching it in the other parts. No, no. Definitely you know, not. that's good. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for this edition of Look at His Butt, the show about uh, yes, William Shatner. I, I think it does. And, uh, you know, more great work by us. And people, episode 200 is coming up. Oh, my God. I can't we have not that. been flooded with your requests. <laughs> Or ideas, and it's, you know, we've got to start making plans. We've got to do it. I know. I, I, honestly, I haven't been flooded with my own ideas. So <laughs> Me I, neither. I need to I'm really afraid time. we're going to end up doing Look at His Butt, a very special episode. <laughs> Does one of us go to jail? <laughs> I don't know. we got to learn a lesson or, or something. Or rehab or TV or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Okay. All right. I got to tell you, though, one more thing. Just yes. One very quick thing. Yes. Um, you know, one block from me is Grant Park, which is huge and beautiful. Well, two blocks in the other direction is just a little park. And I don't know why it's it's even there. And then, like, a little farther on, there is a little playground. And every time I go past that, I just think of that stupid playground <laughs> in, in that Ray Bradbury thing yes. you watch where it was always night. Oh, my God. And there were always leaves, always fall. There were always yes. leaves blowing around and everything. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Well, just don't go there at night and don't let those other children taunt you. Because... No, no, I completely ignore the other children. Okay, good. Okay. Very good. All right. All right. Well, listeners, um, keep on sending us comments, email, everything. We want to hear from you. Let us know if you want to watch Rookie Blue. We'll make that happen somehow. Um, yes. And, yeah, it's thoughts for show 200, which is rapidly approaching. Yeah, I think it's like three shows after this one or something. I think it is something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Let's put our thinking caps on. Okay. <laughs> Um, So uh, until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.